Blog Talk Radio. Friday, America and the world, wherever you're listening to the show at, uh, you, if you're tuned in, you're listening to TaylorTerraRadio.com, and it's Friday, thank God it's Friday, um, as we hit into the weekend, and uh, a lot of people that, you know, they've got the, uh, of course, the weekend off, and next week, we celebrate uh, Thanksgiving um, I know a lot of people are off the whole week. I am not off the whole week, but um, still have some end of the election cycle ca- uh, campaign duties that I have to wrap up, paperwork, taxes, all that stuff, um, plenty of that. And we have a couple shows next week. Um, next week we'll be live Monday and Wednesday, Monday, we're going to have Paul Myers on. Uh, Tara's uh, joining us now. She does have a little technical there, but she's uh, with us now. Uh, Paul Myers, uh, Mike Myers' brother, who he, he got a new book out, and he's going to be joining us on Monday. Um, but uh, next Friday, we'll be running a best of show. So next Friday uh, will be mine and Tara's actual first day off from um, doing a live show since we started. So we needed a day off in next week um, with the holidays and family coming in and all that. As you well know, if you're listening, it can be a, uh, it can be a daunting task. All right, let me give out all the vitals here. Uh, The phone number is 323-870-3499. Excuse me. Clear my throat there. Uh, The chat room is open. If you'd like to join the chat room, you can do so by creating a free Blog Talk radio account. Or you can sign in as a guest. But the perks of creating a free Blog Talk radio account um, you can sign in. You get to sign into um, all their chat rooms because there's hundreds and 
thousands of different um, podcasts going on at any given time here on Blog Talk Radio. So you can sign in. You'll have your own name. And you get a free 30-minute podcast once a week if you'd like to experiment or you've been thinking about doing a podcast and you want to give it a shot. Well, Block Talk Radio, I say, is the best way to do that because it's free. It's no strings attached. You don't have to put any credit card number in, no PayPal, no nothing. You get 30 minutes free every week. It's out of prime time, but... Hey, it'll give you a good window into if this is something you want to spend actual money on because you will spend money. Trust me. And it becomes one of those things, especially for us techies, where we have to upgrade everything consistently. I'm the world's worst when it comes to that, or maybe the world's best, however you want to categorize that. I spent a small fortune on my setup. I might as well be doing terrestrial, for God's sakes, Tara. How are you today? Um, what? <laughs> my my tummy Whoa, is on loud a there. unhappy. I'm, I'm loud. That's that's oh, my you default. Oh, for a second. I'm oh, always loud. That, there that's you just go. me. Is that better? You are uh, always loud. Well, I'm small. I have to remind people that I'm still here or else I become invisible to everybody. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, had, I had not the greatest sushi yesterday, and it's uh, coming, back, coming back. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I had to pick up my son after his play practice yesterday, and we were both really, really hungry. And there's a sushi place that we like that's all the way on the other side of town. And then there's a sushi place that's one minute from his school. So we went to that one where I was like, and I had never been there before. Still one of the kinds with the with the conveyor belt, uh, like the other one that we love. And he's like, no, 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 this place is okay. We go here sometimes and with dad. And, and, and I was like, oh, okay. And, and I, I was like, are you sure? Because when we were in there, I was like, does this sushi smell funny to you? He's like, nope, tastes good to me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but of course, teenagers have cast iron stomachs, and I don't. So feeling a little iffy this morning, but otherwise, you know, biz as usual out in the garbage fire of our world. Um, just a little housekeeping. Uh, condolences to the family of William Goldman, one of the greatest screenwriters of all time, if not one, if not the best. Who was uh, he? Wrote all the President's Men and the Princess Bride and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. These are all movies we've. You know, basically got embedded in our DNA if you're a film person. So uh, that's something. That's what I woke up to this morning was him trending number one. And as soon as you, when you see a name like that, you're like, oh, he died. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah. And then the other, yeah. you know, just the, the usual garbage fire. Happy National Fast Food Day to all. You know, I'm sure President uh, Drive Through uh, got his daily Big Mac shoved in his fat gullet already, and whatevs. Um, I hear that. I, I hear that it. roar. I I hear that roar of me in the background, Tara. Well, I have my headphones in, my friend. I don't know how else we can go about this. Is this better? It's like a roar. You hear okay, it? Okay. Um, well, it's gone away now. It usually goes away. Uh-huh. I don't know why it. it and I'm I'm letting all the because listeners in on this. Sometimes in the beginning of the show, Skype. Skype I don't know. Yeah. Well, Skype, Skype has been. Uh, I wish a, a somebody. Yeah, I wish somebody else would design a a, 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 a more advanced um, program other than Skype, um, something that would um, be more tailored 
to podcasters um, and call clarity. I mean, just on, you know, just on generic conference calls, which, uh, Tara, I've been on so many this week, I've lost count. And, um, (laughs) yeah, and um, I've got another mountain of them next week as well. But um, getting everything ready. Um, for us to launch on the Maven, I'm going to be working over the weekend um, on our uh, on the site along with people from the Maven. So you'll be able to find this. You'll be able to find our page on the Maven. You can actually go there, see it right now if you'd like. It, there's nothing there. We're not doing an official launch, but it's there if you like to go and just check it out. It's just a blank page. It's just basic infrastructure um, is what you'll see now. But if you go to the Maven.net backslash Taylor Terror Radio, you'll see where we're going to be. Um, we'll be right there, and uh, you can check it out. And then after the weekend, um, hopefully, God willing and the creek don't rise, I will have everything up there and um, working with um, a friend from uh, uh, a new uh, a new addition to the show. Kevin's going to be our producer going forward as we make the move over to the Maven. Um, so we're excited about that. Tara, um, I wanted to real quickly here, because we there, there's a lot to talk about, and you mentioned um, the passing of, of uh, William, uh, William Goldman. Goldman. William uh-huh. Goldman, I wanted to also uh, absolutely um, send out condolences and thoughts to the great Stan Lee we lost this week. Oh, yes, we did lose him earlier. And it feels like we lost him last year, but it wasn't, it was just a few Yeah, I know, right? It's like Betty White. No, I mean, she's still alive, but every time we see a name trending, we're like, oh, everybody stops uh, for no, a no, second. No, no, not yet. No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's what we've grown accustomed to, haven't we? Uh, yeah. This is our news source. That's the first thing that I look at when I wake up in the morning. So, um, it's just the circle of life. That's all it you is. You know what I want to know, though? Be alive at the same here, time as here, Yes, sir. Here's a social media question, and this is one that, that I don't believe it or not. I don't know the answer to. But I well, want to well, know. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, actually, I think nobody knows the answer to this, honestly. Oh, or, boy. I don't know. Maybe they do. But – Every day, okay, so, I mean, with, you know, before Twitter came along and, and um, it, you know, and, and hashtags became the thing, because really Twitter made that the hashtag what it is. Um, <clears throat> we didn't have all these, like, national days, like National Hamburger Day, national, well, maybe we had that one, but not like, you know, National, you know, White Bread Day or National Wheat Bread Day or National, I mean, it's like every day, every day is a national day. day. Right, exactly. Where does this come from? Who started this? I I don't know. Um, There is a website uh, for every day has a national day for something, and there's a website where you can look it up. And I'm not really sure who it is that decides. Yeah, um, I have a corporate freelance writing job as well, and as part of that job, I have to write about healthcare and uh, investment banking and all kinds of weird things. But on the healthcare side of things, every 
month is a national month of something and every week is a national week and every day is a national day of something is something that I learned in my research. So it could be, you know, uh, it was just National Stress Awareness Day last week. Were you aware of it? I don't know. I know I'm aware of my stress at all times. Um, thanks, Trump. <laughs> but um, it's just, you know, every day. I don't need a reminder. I, I, I know we yeah. don't need a reminder. I don't. Yes. I honestly oh. don't know the answer to whom decides when a national day is and why. I'm not in time. Maybe there's are, there are associations that lobby for a day. I'm not sure how it's decided. Now, if there's a yeah, government now, body that. Um, yeah. I would. Yeah. It, 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 I would arbitrary as voting for American Idol. What the fuck? I don't know. Yeah. It's well, Friday. no, I don't like, think. These are heavy no, I don't think it's arbitrary. I don't think it's arbitrary at all. I think what you just said, that corporate America lobbies Twitter for these days, no, I think actually that's probably pretty spot on there, Terry. A lot of them are sponsored, too. I mean, like, the other day there was a hashtag game that was sponsored by um, a verified corporate account, and I can't remember why. I can't even remember what it was, but I got retweeted like three times, and I was like, Oh, this is a promoted hashtag game. When did that start? I, I'm not entirely sure, but it was like a, you know, I don't remember. Because it was two whole days ago. I can't remember what, what happened. Um, but anyway, that that's starting to promoted days and hashtags and things. Because that's who we are as a society. Isn't it glorious? So, we wake up Friday... I- we look back at the week that was, hey, remember how California was on fire? Um, remember Jamal Khashoggi? They determined that 12 or 11 or 12 people are going to be sentenced in his murder. They admitted that he was murdered and dismembered inside the consulate. Um, that, was, that happened this week. While, while the garbage fire was distracting you from the world, these are things that you may have overlooked. Uh, also, what we're going to have to tackle is this huge debate swirling around Nancy Pelosi, because oh, yeah. that has <gasps> all of that is going on. Yes, there's a uh, real quickly, bunch. Kara. Real, mm-hmm. real quickly, uh, some breaking news that just came across. Um, <clears throat> it, it, there's not a whole lot to it um, here on the Washington Post. Um, it's the headline is Trump says he's finished writing answers to questions from special counsel special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. Let me read this real quick, Tara. It's really short. So people going okay. there to look for a long, drawn out thing, it's it's like two paragraphs, not even. Okay. President Trump I'm quoting here from the Washington Post staff. President Trump said he hasn't he hasn't submitted his answers yet. And emphasized that he wrote them, not his lawyers. He also expressed concern about the special counsel's intentions. And I'm quoting from (laughs) President Trump here. And I'm quoting from, from Trump here from the article. You always have to be careful answering questions for people who have bad intentions, Trump said referring to the team assembled by special counsel Robert S. Mueller III to investigate Russia's interference in the 2016 election. Quoting Trump again, I haven't submitted them. I just finished them. This is a developing story. It will be updated. That's it. Okay. 
Um, so he's already throwing up the smoke screen. He's already trying to obfuscate. He's already trying to, to create the narrative uh, that regardless of what his answers are, he's going to claim that Mueller's people are going to manipulate them and change them to suit their needs. That's what I'm guessing. And if he wrote them, they'll be illegible and misspelled and stupid. So, um, I mean, we will see what his signature looks like. They gave him a box of the big crayons that you get in kindergarten. The big crayons? Yeah, well, because his hands are are so small, he needs the big crayons. Um, Exactly. You can't use the little ones. Yeah. (laughs) It's, um, (laughs) you know, anytime a sentence includes the the it includes the modifier Trump says if it starts with Trump says oh it's a lie it's a lie it's uh, him trying to get ahead of a narrative that he's not happy about uh, it's not true so I don't know why they continue to quote him he's lying if he's awake he's lying he's probably lying in his dreams as well so um, he's, he's trying to get ahead of the narrative. He's just a big, he's a big orange liar, and he lies about everything. He's, you know, and, and everybody, oh my God, the speculation about indictments, on, I just get, I don't even, I just can't, I mean, I can't do it. Listen, are there going to be indictments today? You know what? Nobody knows except Mueller and his team, and probably just Mueller. Um, and then he informs his team, we're going to do this, that, or the other. So there's no leaks coming out of there, everybody, you know, everybody out there breaking indictment imminent, you know. So Also, by the way, whatever questions he asked of Trump, he already knows the answers. And he needs to see if the answers he has match up with the answers he gets. Because let us all remind everybody, he's already spent 60, at least 60, 60 hours speaking with Michael Cohen who was right there when all of the shit was going down. And he's also spent plenty of time with Paul Manafort, who was also there when a whole lot of shit went down. So I'm guessing that Michael Cohen and Paul Manafort's stories are pretty much lining up perfectly. And then Trump's answers are going to be not that. Just a guess. Just a guess. We don't know. I mean – it, it, does this fall? Does it fall under uh, um, uh, perjury if he lies in these written statements to Mueller? Is he under oath? Has he been sworn in? Do we know that? I don't know if we know mm, this. N- no, I do not believe that he has. No. Okay, so he could but, once again be lying but in these written still, statements. But, yeah, but I. But in that case, Chara, you're still lying to a federal officer. So, I mean that. You know, in itself, I believe, look, I'm not, wait, you know, hold on, let me stop right there. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. No. I'm sure, certainly, I'll, I'll say it and somebody will call me out on it, but I don't know. I, I, I don't think you have to be um, under oath. I mean, if you lie to a federal officer, um, you can be charged. I mean, if you lie to a police officer, you can be charged. So, well, um, uh, with that, Washington Post bit that you just announced our good friend uh, Scully or at Dana Scott L.O. Uh, quote tweet quoted the article. She has the article in her tweet. Trump's claim that mm-hmm. he wrote the answers to special counsel Mueller's questions himself without assistance from counsel 
may be true, but the answers will look vastly different once his lawyers review them and turn them over to Mueller. So that's an interesting take because if he sat down and he wrote them himself in his you know, illegible handwriting or if he sat in front <laughs> of a computer and typed them with his little tiny sausage fingers, either way, his lawyers are now going to have to review them before Mueller even can see them because the lawyers will also know that they're full of lies. So I, the, I don't envy the lawyers representing Donald Trump today because they, they have a huge task because what they have to do is translate from Trump to English and then pass yeah. it along to Mueller. Basically, they should just cross out everything that he's written and write down. He, know, he knew everything. He colluded. Lock him up is really what the lawyers should say because that, that's what, that is the subtext of this whole thing. He knew everything. He was in on it all. Lock him up. I mean, I don't know how you conclude anything different considering um, what we know about Michael Cohen, what we know about Paul Manafort, what we know about Rick Gates, what we know about uh, Alex Vanderswan and George Papadopoulos and the fact that David Pecker needed to get immunity and the fact that Roger Stone is inches away from getting arrested himself. All of the stuff with Julian Assange and WikiLeaks is coming out. They have proof of texts between Roger Stone and others with, uh, you know, regarding WikiLeaks. It's all everything. The whole house of cards is on fire. It's crumbling. It's going to be ashes. Um, and Trump knows it, obviously. Yeah. And so does Daddy Yeah, I think everything, um, I think everybody you mentioned um, in their um, everybody you mentioned there has a great chance to be, you know, to go down and be indicted and and charged. Um, I think the one that the one person that escapes all this is Trump, and um, unless unless but unless it's something just so and you know, I mean, we're talking about you know a Republican controlled Senate here, and we're talking about mm-hmm. sixty votes. Mm-hmm. It would have to be something. So, I mean, we're talking about the GOP here, so it's going to be, have to be something teetering on, like, nuclear war to be – I mean, that level of egregious, I mean, it's going to have to be something – and even that, we don't even know, you know, with this – you know, with these, with these uh, uh, guys, you know, with these uh, weak nuts in the Senate with McConnell – I don't know of anything. I mean, the man could literally do anything. And I, we, we would often say shy of starting World War III. Well, I don't even know if that would. Hell, they might, you know, I well, mean, they love it. I mean, that's Republican trickle-down economics, you know, invest in the military-industrial complex. Yeah, I mean, well, I heard, I forget who, who said this. And I, so I'm, I'm sorry that I can't credit the right person. But I heard someone say... Now that the GOP has gotten two more conservative judges on the Supreme Court, they kind of don't care. And the economy is fine. They kind of don't care what happens to Trump anymore. They're good. They've got all of their federal judge appointees on the benches. They've got their two conservative judges on the Supreme Court. They're a, they've lost the, you know, they lost control of the House starting in 2021. I think that they realize how fallible they are moving forward if they continue to support him. So they got what they wanted from him. They're kind of done. Is, Listen, was the, the economy is not doing that great, okay? 
I mean, I, I wish people would saying, quit saying that. that. Well, they wanted him to run on the economy, remember, for the midterms. They wanted him to run on the, the strength of the economy, which, of course, credited to Obama. But whatever. Um, but the point that this I, – I, re- I know it was a commentator on MSNBC, and I really wish I could remember who it was because I see validity in that point that um, the GOP got what they wanted from him. They're done. Not, and the, the sooner that they, you know, uh, disengage from him, the better it will be for themselves. Uh, that's, I think, not a crazy angle so that if the Mueller investigation reveals something major, there are maybe enough people in the Senate who will be like, well, we got our guys. We don't really need this guy anymore. I, you know, I don't know because the GOP are insane and evil. They could be like, oh, no, let's keep let's keep setting it. Let's just burn it all to the ground. Who knows? Yeah, but, but um, you make a good once again, point, we're in this though. position of we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what Mueller says. We'll have to wait and see what is released as a result of these answers being submitted. So um, but I would posit that the answers from Trump are not going to match the answers from Manafort and Michael Cohen and the lawyers representing Trump. Already, oh, I think they already know that. And that's why they're just, they're probably in a room right now with their heads on their desks going, what do we do? I don't know what to do. I'm tired. I mean, that's how I would feel if I was on his council, because what do you do? How do you represent the biggest liar on the planet? How do you do that? What do you say? How do you how do you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning knowing that you have to go lie for the lying is liar in the history of liars? You, you know, how do you do that? So good, you know, good on them. Hopefully that they are able to uh, do their civic duty and report the real truths to Bob Mueller and then he will move forward. And, you know, all of it is just prognosticating right now. It's like, you know, trying to predict the Super Bowl or, you know, anything. It's like predicting anything. We we have no crystal ball. We can only guess. And I hate guessing. I hate not knowing. It's the worst, you know. But you got to do what you got. And as the legendary philosopher Tom Petty so rightly said, the waiting is the hardest part. So let's just wait and see. <laughs> Truly. That's what this entire um, administration has been. He's going to do this. Yeah. We have to wait and see what happens next. There's always a shoe that's going to drop here. Always, always, always. Yep. So, well, we had and by other, the way, we had some, yes. We had some other breaking news um, this morning as well. Um, the judge uh, hands victory uh, to CNN over Trump, <clears throat> which I see this as, as I, I see this a couple different ways. Um, obviously, a victory for CNN. Uh, actually, uh, uh, um, no doubt, a victory for the First Amendment. Um, but also, I want people to keep in mind in this. This is important for, for everybody out there that's worried. This judge was appointed by Trump. He was appointed mm-hmm. by Trump in 2017. So, you know, let's you know take that for what it's worth. But that's for me. That's at least. That is, I know that might not be across the board, but for me, that at least that's a good sign seeing a judge, you know that, you know that Trump handpicked, you know, ruling not in his favor. So, um, and, so CNN and I'm wins sure that. he's really thrilled about that too because I think he he has the false 
belief that if I appoint a judge, he's in my pocket, he'll stay loyal, and he'll always swing the verdict my way. That's not how it works. You're not in the mafia. You would love to, I know how much he would love to be considered as a mafia don because mafia dons have uh, unbending loyalty and unquestioned loyalty. When the don says you go do this, nobody says, oh, but why? Why am I doing that? Why should I? Nobody says that to the don or you get whacked. That's what this guy wants to be. Donald Trump wants to literally be the don and he's not. He is not. And I've said this repeatedly. He wants to be Michael Corleone. He's not even half a Fredo. So uh, he wants what he can't have. And he's, he's just constantly throwing a fit. Just think of the overindulged babies that you see in the grocery store who throw themselves on the floor when their mother won't get them yet another lollipop or whatever. That's him constantly. That's the image you should always keep in your mind every time you see him. And I'm delighted, delighted that this judge ruled in favor of CNN. And I hope that Jim Acosta is as far up his butt as he was before. I know Jim Acosta is not going to change, and I, he shouldn't. And our friend Brian Karam and all of the media that follows Trump around in the press pool can continue to hammer him. And now there's nothing Trump can do because he can't – if he tries to do to another reporter what he did to Jim Acosta, he'll just have this same result. So yeah, he can't be throwing yeah. reporters anymore. So maybe we're going to see him not talking to the press anymore, which is something I'm, I'm fine yeah. with because when he, yeah. when they show him live, it's a, why are you doing that? You're broadcasting his bullshit live. Don't ever, they should never do that. You can cover him fine. Make sure you fact check things before you run the tape because um, it was Hallie Jackson from MSNBC who was uh, after uh, the uh, his trip over to France, and she said, "How do we even cover him? How do we cover him anymore when he behaves like this?" Or, or after the Jim Acosta thing and the and the trip to France, what do you do? How do you cover him? And you can't not cover him is apparently the general idea. So you have to change the way you do. And I had tweeted, and I think it's it's still kind of going around. Just don't cover him live. Cover him after the fact. Cover him you know, after you're able to fact check everything that he, that he has said so that if you're showing him on the press line saying bullshit, 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 your Chiron underneath can say, actually, it's this. And we need to hold both all media outlets uh, to this. And his own state TV is even aligning with CNN on this one. They went dark in their Twitter for days. Because I I don't think Fox News what to, knows what to do with him anymore. So I don't yeah, think Fox um, is his friend. Yeah. Fox and friends not really his friends anymore. When they're saying to him, no 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 no, you can't do that. We're on the si- same side as CNN. I mean that got to ma- that had to make his head explode when he saw that. Yeah I I don't yeah I don't know is is Fox. Is is Fox News Twitter still dormant? I mean, are they tweeting again? I mean, I then you know. Um, I mean, I'll go along with you know with the whole thing with reporting on him and and you know no, I'll go not. along with what they're not okay. I'll go no, along with what Charles Blow. They haven't tweeted yeah, in I'll a go week. along. I'll go along with what Charles Blow said. It's the president of the United States. You have to cover him. 
And listen, yeah, but- Dutch Charles Lowe, you know, I mean, you have to cover him. And you have to, when he's live, you have to go live. <clears throat> no, he's the president of the no, United States. I don't care live. what his name is. But you have to. I mean, you, you don't have you, to go live on him. To. You don't. You don't. You don't. And the reason you, you don't, don't put the president on tape. You don't put the president of the United States on tape delay. No. Yeah, you do. This one you do because first of all, you don't stop. You have to stop calling him that. But secondly, this is the one that you do put on tape delay, like Saturday Night Live or a live awards show. Not because he's going to drop a swear, but because he's going to lie. He's going to lie and grandstand to his minions, and he's going to continue to dog whistle and and send messaging to them. He does it every day. He does it every time he's behind a microphone in front of people. So if you're going to do that, either film him, run it through your fact checkers, and then air it. What is it? What do you have? What do you have to lose? You know, you're not going to lose any credibility. In fact, you'll gain credibility if you take the time to fact check him if you can't fact check him live. The other thing is if you're going to well, air him live, you have a live wait a minute. If you're gonna fact if you're going to air him live, as you're saying, with no tape delay and just let him go, there needs to be live fact checkers doing fact checking in the moment and they put it on the crawl. In the moment. Because you can't it's like one of it's like the horse after the barn door is is closed. You can't once he said it to go back and undo it takes a lot, a lot. So your choices are cut them off at the knees or wait. Just wait until you can prove that he's wrong and then air whatever he said. Because literally nothing he says is breaking news. It's just bullshit. They throw, they throw questions at him and he answers them off the top of his head, which is when he is at his absolute worst because he's making shit up on the fly. And uh, I saw a video yesterday. There was a, a, but it's bullshit. There was a reporter from Al Jazeera. Some would argue that's when he's at his best, though. (laughs) No, he doesn't have a best. He doesn't have a best. No, but some would argue when he when when you get him, you know, when you get him unrehearsed and and you get him you get him off script. That's you know that's the Trump that that's the one that draws the numbers into the network. You know, oh by the way, but you know it's. That I mean, let's be honest. I mean, pick, look, people tune in to see a train wreck. Yeah. People tune in. If he did a four-hour live presser, I swear to God, it, it it would be. I mean, people would be just. I, they might say they're not, but they would be just honed into that thing, listening to this madman just ramble on. Okay, so uh, the other day. Um, An Al Jazeera reporter uh, had a Trump surrogate on his, um, okay, his name is Stephen Rogers, an advisor for Trump's 2020 campaign. So this reporter from Al Jazeera, pardon me, uh, really put him on the spot with everything. Um, And the guy just kept obfuscating and obfuscating. And like he asked him about the California riots and Rogers insisted that there were maybe responded that according to the president of the California police chiefs association, there were no riots in response to sanctuary cities. There were no riots. Hassan stressed. He was just making it up. And he cited other Trump fabrications as well, including his claim that U S steel would be opening six new steel mills as a result 
of his economic policies. There is no evidence of six new steel mills, he stressed. He just made it up. And Rogers couldn't offer any evidence to the contrary, responding only that the American people are doing well. Hassan told Rogers, I've just put you to multiple lies, and you've not been able to respond to any of them. That's what I expect of our reporters. I expect our reporters to hold every Trump surrogate's feet to the fire and make them answer these questions. They don't. They just divert, 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 like this Steve Rogers guy who's like, oh, well, the American people are doing well. That's not an answer to any of the questions he asked you. U.S. Steel put out a statement saying we are not opening six new steel mills. Donald Trump says we're opening six new steel mills. No, no, he made that up. This reporter asks his surrogate, why would he make that up? And the surrogate says the American people are doing well. We are surrounded by gaslighting and propaganda at all times, which is why I say yet again, you cannot air him live unless you are fact-checking him live. That is the only way to do it. You either fact-check him live or you fact-check him after the fact and you don't air him live. Because everything that he says will do some sort of damage. There will be enough people believing him that it will become the truth. And that's what happened during the campaign. If we understand how his tactics work, why doesn't anybody stop them? I understand it. I know how to deal with it. You should know how to deal with it, Jason. If this was a person in your real life, you know, but this isn't. This is, how do you block a narcissist? You tune them out. You ignore them. You stop giving them the energy and all, all of that stuff. We can't do this with this particular narcissist, but we can certainly alter the way we uh, take in the words that he says and how we share them and how they are shown on broadcast television. We obviously can't control how they do it in the Internet, but I would issue the challenge and throw down the gauntlet now that Jim Acosta has been reinstated. CNN, MSNBC, I really expect them, and they're really good about fact-checking. They always say when he's lying. But if you're going to air him live, if you're going to insist on continuing to do that, I expect fact-checking in the moment. Sorry. Because, you know, once the cat is out of the bag, I can tell you it's basically impossible to put it back in. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. Yep, I agree yep. with that. Um, All righty. Yep. A lot of other news. Um, yeah, listen, uh, uh, Alexandra Petrie wrote a piece in the Washington Post um, today, and she's a humorist, and um, she's a great writer. And uh, the yep. title of the piece, I'm fine with women in power, just not this one specific woman currently in power. So <laughs> I advise everybody that reads that, be you need to be kind of intelligent when you read it because it is it's not is it it's not what it sounds like. It's so, that satire. It is. It is. Yes. Okay. It is, and it's quite good. It is quite good. It's it's quite good. I, I would encourage everybody I mean, to go over there and read that. Yeah. It's um, yeah. Um, but yeah, we have uh, we've been talking about Nancy Pelosi this week a lot, Tara. Um, the five white guys, <laughs> which I find hysterical considering there's plenty of women that oppose her as well. But look, you know what it looks like now? I mean, it doesn't, you know, she's got the, you know, I put it in the head, I put it in the title of the show because it's just the case. She has the vote. She's going to get the vote. And, you know, she's going to be the, the leader, um, speaker of the House for the next two years at least. And we'll see what happens uh, after that. Yeah, 
I mean, I am all for a new minority leader. All for it. Bring us Barbara Lee. Bring us Elijah Cummings. Bring it Cory Booker, Kamala Harris. Any of those wonderfully experienced people would be amazing. But to reiterate my point in this transitional period where we have no idea what the hell is going to happen, if someone is going to be three steps from the Oval, third in line of succession for right now before 2021 and a new, hopefully a new democratic president and vice president will be sworn in in that month until such time. I would not feel good about anybody except Nancy Pelosi in that position because she's not going to take any shit. She just doesn't. And quietly she formed all kinds of new committees with these brand new progressives that are coming in to the house to make sure that they are heard and represented. And it's not just, for yeah, the there's a, let's, let's, before we go on all the accolades and all the accolades and all the accolades about Nancy Pelosi, let's touch on some of the things, um, you know, because there there's a lot there. Look, in the last, I don't know, um, uh, since Pelosi's been um, in the last, was it last, let's say the last eight years, um, or when was uh, how long was uh, when was po- Pelosi was first speaker in 2010? I believe 2010, if I'm correct. But we've Let lost. Me a, get and, the and this, is under, this is under uh, President Obama's watch too, which I, I, you know, I've said about President Obama, he wasn't a party builder. Pelosi's not either, by the way. We lost a hundred thousand state seats, a hundred thousand. And that's one of the, you know, that's that's one of the 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 points that people like to point out. You know, we, we you know, yeah, I mean, she got out there this time, um, and fundraised. Okay, so she was and, she was speaker from two thousand seven to twenty eleven. Let's just get that accurate. Okay. She was speaker from two thousand seven yeah, okay. to twenty eleven, which was the last time the Democrats held a majority in the House, and so since okay. then. So we're yeah, counting as minority leader as well. So 100,000 seats nationwide we lost, um, down ballot seats um, we lost during that tenure, during her tenure. President Obama is, is as I said, I've said many times, and he's pretty much acknowledged that himself. He wasn't – that was not one of his strong traits of being a party builder. Um, that probably my only issue I ever had with with President Obama was, you know, he wasn't, you know, that kind of president. He wasn't, he wasn't a party builder. Um, but we now we have Nancy Pelosi. We have the the blue wave. We have, you know, um, an incredible number of women, uh, uh, diversity in the House. I love looking at the pictures. I love looking at the tweets, and um, it's very encouraging. So, you know, I'm not, I, I'm. I'm not going to be. I'm not. I'll. I'll. Um. I'll express my my disdain or my or the problems I have with Pelosi. But I'm not going to be one of those ones. You know. Look, if she's going to be the speaker, I'm going to rally behind the team. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be one of those that just continually. You know. I'm not going to be one of those that continually stomps my feet and and just you know, goes on and on about it, you know, to make hay, you know, in the Democratic Party when we need everybody to come together. So 
you know, I, although I have my and yeah, I have my I know problems. You have your doubts. And, yeah, sure. Yeah, I have I my problems, Pelosi, there... but it's not going to. But that's not going to trump my support. You know, um, my support for the Democratic Party and every Democrat in the House, and for Pelosi. If she's a leader, so be it. You know, uh, God bless her and and give her the strength to continue and and get some great legislation passed. Um, that's and you know, are, so that's that's where I stand. Made here, you know, there are points to be made. Um, I'm looking at an article. First of all, she's Nancy Pelosi is garnering garnering Republican support because she is very vocal See, about that's another wanting issue, though, support Tara. the GOP. That's another issue. That- but that's another issue the progressives have with her. They, they they say that she's been way too cozy with McConnell over the years. I mean, look, it's no well, secret. I call it anybody cozy. Wants to know, look, let me tell everybody something, and it's straight up, you know, uh, straight up, honest, the truth. It's a fact. You know that commercial that's floating around, that's been floating around. You know, with Pelosi and Gingrich um, doing a little climate deal. Um, yeah, from ten years Pelosi ago. Pelosi and Gingrich are actually good friends in real in in actual life. Well, they're they're friends. What everyone needs to remember is that we didn't used to be this divided as a country, and Republicans and Democrats can be friends. You're allowed. There's not a rule that says because you're a Republican and I'm a Democrat we can't talk to each other. It's this new environment that we're living in that created this ugliness, and it's gotten worse and worse and worse. Someone like Nancy Pelosi saying. She can work with the Republicans because she has experience working with the Republicans. She does. And by the way, we're all talking about bringing our country together and getting being, you know, a reunification and coming back from this, you know, divide in our country. How else do you expect to do it? We need our leaders to lead and be the example. If our leaders can set aside whatever has happened in the last two and a half years then we should be able to follow suit. If Nancy Pelosi can say, I am able to work with the GOP, that's what you want. You don't want a speaker who says, I'm not going to work with them. I'm going to block them at every, that's not getting us anywhere. Have you never sat in gridlock traffic? If you don't move, you don't get anywhere. You have to move together. You have to cooperate. You have to. That's what we did before Trump Poisoned that's, that's, our political I'm, process. I'm stating that. I'm stating that because that's. I, I'm letting everybody know that because that is, you know, one. Uh, and I find myself, by the way, I find myself kind of, you know, where I came, kind of, you know, I've always been a moderate and center left, but I find myself drifting a little bit further and further left on some issues. Climate change definitely being one of them. I'm really left on that. And a really progressive As everybody on that. should uh, be. And yeah, and you know that's something that has to be addressed. Um, but listen, lo- like I said, Tara Pelosi and everybody should feel the look. We want, we don't want a divided party. Although you know, inevitably there's going to be some people in there that um, absolutely disagree. I think it was wrong. I think it was. I think it was very harmful. For people like and listen, I know this is all Team Pelosi doing this. I, I've been around the block, okay. I've been in politics. I work in politics. I understand it. 
I understand social media. I know it's Team Pelosi getting out there with Cecile Richards and others pushing this five white guys narrative crap. And, you know, they don't want to mention the women involved in that. They just want to push the five white guys because that's a great narrative to sell. I mean, that, that, that's going to get you a lot of retweets. That's going to get you a lot of press. Although the press didn't write about that because they knew nobody wrote about it because they knew it was bullshit. That's why nobody wrote about it. It wasn't just five it's white not guys. It's just these five white guys. There are women opposing as yeah. well is the point. Yeah. 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 And I don't understand why. And it's once again, and it's like oh, um, I do. Oh, Holly I do. said. I do not understand had... why. That's a great narrative to sell. Are you kidding me? Five white guys opposing Nancy Pelosi. That's no, a no, great no, no, narrative no, no, to no, sell. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. That's – I – Push whatever fucking narrative you want. I, I, what I don't understand is why those guys are taking this stance. It's not helpful. You know, none of these, none of this division is helpful. Is my point. And while I agree, and I said as much, new blood is always great. We do not need someone who's on a learning curve to step in at this particular moment in history. If this was the Obama administration and you wanted to throw some new blood in there because you weren't happy with Nancy Pelosi, I'd be like, fine, everything's comfy, we're all good, no one's afraid of the world, no one feels like we're living in a garbage fight, fine, that's, that's fine. Now, we, I made this point repeatedly with Holly on Wednesday when she was our guest, Holly Figueroa O'Reilly, um, that <laughs> it's not the time for a newbie. As Speaker of the House, and yes, these are all, and no, Barbara Lee's not brand new, and Elijah Cummings is not brand new, and Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. Yes, they've been there, and they have experience. They do not have experience as Speaker, and they also don't have the years of service that Nancy does. So I once again will say that from the time our Democratic House is sworn in, in January 2019, until a brand new Democratic administration, fingers crossed, is sworn in in January of 2021. Let Nancy work. That's Let, a great segue, Tara. That's right? a great segue into a point that I've been making that other political consultants, strategists, we've all talked about a lot this past week. And that is this. You have now really clearly set a precedent um and really in going back to the the to the five white guys was it just it wasn't five white guys there was plenty of women in there um kathleen rice from new york uh marcia fudge um i could keep going but um anyways so what do you do in 2020 because 2020 is not that far away as we were saying in 2016 about 2018. So what do you do? Let's let me let me put up this hypothetical. Hillary Clinton decides to run. Camilla Harris and Senator and Senator Gillenbrand or both both senators, Senator Harris and Senator Gillenbrand don't they don't run because they're very good friends with Hillary. Both of them are very close to mm -hmm. Hillary. So so they don't run. Now, do you think in your ever-loving mind that Vito O'Rourke is going to go out there? He's not running anyways, but what man is going to go out there? What, what man is going to go out there on a debate stage and light Hillary up and then get hammered for it? N nobody except Sanders. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody accepts. And that nobody, won't go over well either. Well, I'm just saying that's that's what you're going to be left with. You know what? We could be looking at 2020 will look identical to 2016. Imagine that. It Sanders, Hillary battling it out. Trump, you know, you have whatever outcome from that. But I just don't see anybody that any men anyway. Booker. I mean, you. I'll go down the list. Um, you know, anybody. I mean, you want to see a, a you want to see diversity. You want to see somebody new in there. I've posed the question to a lot of people, and they said, "You know what? You're right. You know, I mean, yeah. it's going to take a lot of people. If Hillary runs, it's going to take a lot of people out of play. I still feel there there's some people, some some uber progressive types that would probably run, um, but they would run just to be running." Um, you know, to make a point or whatever. Uh, you know, but I mean, I don't see anybody of of nobody of of, of stature. You know, of name recognition no, and, running. If, if Hillary does if, decide to run, if Hillary decides to run and Bernie wants to run, he should run as an independent, not a Democrat. I am very, very tired of him co-opting co-opting our well, platform as his own when it's not. He's not a true Democrat. He declared that early on. Uh, if you're not of the party, then don't run with the party. Go well, be an independent. You're gonna have a lot Go of be the third option. And, yeah, well, then you're going to have a lot of people in Congress, a lot of these new congressmen um, and congresswomen, uh, people like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, who, by the way, um, I wanted to touch on her getting – what was that re- – guy thinking by the way you know with tweeting out the it doesn't matter what a woman wears god would you all just shut up look you know look i wanted to just and i'm still going to do it i just wanted to i wanted to tweet and say may i give you a compliment you would look beautiful in a sack feed sack dress my you know and all look that's not the point the point is that we don't you should not good I mean, it got all you know. It got to this whole you know thing of her. It it it. You're right though. I mean, no, it shouldn't. That's why I was saying it shouldn't matter what you know she's you know wearing, whether she's wearing a two thousand dollars suit or she's wearing a uh, um you know a a a, a thrift store twenty dollar two thousand dollars suit. You know, I mean that's well. My it point. should never matter what a woman is wearing if you want to go down that road. But uh, for her specifically, somebody gave her uh, as a gift a uh, a subscription to a website called Rent the Runway. And if you're not familiar with Rent the Runway, it's fabulous. Um, you can rent designer clothing, suits, gowns, special occasion clothing, regular clothing. You can rent them and then you return them. Like when Netflix used to mail DVDs. So you can look great on a budget. It is possible. You can do that with purses and shoes as well now. So um, back off the, uh, the freshman congressperson because she's, you know, she's making her way. I will, however, say this. She's got to mind her part. That's all. Uh, we made the comparison I the other day her. to win a freshman. I love no, no, she, her. No. I I'm love excited, her. right? I'm excited I, about the new I blood. I was on We're the fence about her, Tara. 
I have fallen in absolute political love with her. Well, as long as, you know, she's just got to learn how to get along with everybody else. I get that she's a rock star and whatever. Oh, oh, hold on there. She's got to learn to get along with everybody. No, she doesn't. She's got to learn how to play the game a little bit. A little bit. They're not going to bend to her. Who said? Uh, The government. They're not going to bend to her. You think the House and the Senate are going to bend to this girl from New York? No. She's 28. That girl from New York might be pressed one day. Sooner than later. Listen. She's not getting for okay. Twenty eight. She's green. Twenty nine. She's new. Let let her learn, right? Let her grow. Let her get experience. Let her get even stronger. Let her gain footing. Let don't force a role onto someone that they're not quite ready for. Okay. You want to talk about her running for president? Give her a decade at least. No, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm not talking grow. about running for president right now in 2020 or, you know, no. I don't know what, you know, what. No, 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 no. Not 24, no, I don't, not 28, maybe 32. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But other you, I mean, I feel society. the same way about Beto. He, don't, you know, not running in 2020 and seeing what happens in 2020. He's not going to, if Hillary runs, but he, he's not, he's not running. He's not I'm running telling you that's from the horse's mouth. Huh? He's not running. No matter what, no, right? He's not, not going to run. And he certainly okay. won't run if Hillary runs. Well, people want to know what is he going to do now? What's he going to do now? Well, I can tell you exactly what he's going to do. What Beto is going okay. to do is he's going to look out there and see where best he can put his fundraising abilities behind um, you know, any particular candidate that that he lines up with. I mean, his endorsement is going to be very valuable. Endorsements are not easy to get. They are very valuable. And, you know, getting an endorsement from Beto and having him come there and fundraise for you would be huge for anybody's campaign, man or woman. Uh, I'm, I'll bet that he'll secure himself a, a, a nice little book deal also. I wouldn't be surprised because he's uh, yeah, really a motivating yeah. Yeah, so he could write something. He'll write a book, but I think it'll be after. Yeah, I think it'll be after 2020. I mean, to to prep him. I mean, everybody. Yeah, I agree. But it'll I, be but after going 2020. back to the yeah. point. Going back to the point, we're all excited about the new blood. Super, super, super exciting. Okay, but we have a problem in this country. We don't want to wait for anything. We are past to the point of instant gratification. We want prior gratification. We don't want to wait for gratification in any way, shape, or form. We are a very spoiled society. We're a bunch of overindulged, overgrown babies. We get pissed if an app doesn't put something up in two seconds. Okay? I understand the excitement over all of the new blood. You have to give them time. You don't plant a seed and immediately get a tree. You have to give things time to grow, to be nurtured, to learn, to become. So, when you go from zero to president, you know we've already seen how bad that is. So a lot of these new uh, uh, House representatives, you know, all of these new representatives coming into the House in January, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to they're going to screw up because they're new at the job, and we're all going to have to give them some room to learn. President and Obama grow. was new. 
right? Everybody's new. But also President no, but Obama, President was, Obama was, was new. But he also did not go from running a business to being president. You know, he did some work in the well, government no, first. I'm not talking about, that was no, my I'm point. not talking about Trump here. No, no, no. The hell no, with I'm Trump. No, I'm not either. But, <laughs> but I'm saying that, okay, so these people are, are, are in the house. Let them grow. Let them experience. Let them bloom. Let them blossom. Let them flourish. Let them. Do not hustle them to a, a, a place that they're not quite ready for. None of the people yeah. that are entering the house in January, we'll be ready to run for president in 2020. So don't put that pressure on them. Just don't. No. Look at the people who have been there already. Okay. We're yeah. hearing plenty no, no, of no, no. I, from yeah. all over of who might run in 2020. I personally am more concerned about what happens in 2019 first. But if you're going to throw all of that out there, and there's no stopping the 2020 spin. So if there's not, and no, well, if, no, if Hillary's you, look, running, you're already. Ca- I mean, I you've got people I, coming in and out of Iowa like crazy, Tara. I mean, you know, I mean, they, look, they're, they're going for, there for a reason. No, I know. I know. We've got exploratory committees formed, and maybe that hasn't been publicly announced, but you and I know privately who's already got their exploratory committees going and who's oh, wow. already ready to throw their hats in the ring. Um, I will. But again, if Hillary makes any sort of an announcement, I think – you, I, I agree with you that there are people who are going to back off. Um, oh, absolutely. But there are also people who ask the question I ask, which is why would she want to put herself through that again? Like, yeah, she's the most yeah, qualified. I, we cannot deny that. Why would you want to put yourself through that again? It was awful. But I, Kara, I think you saw some of the comments too. You know, I, I saw one comment, one reply and she, the 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 I guess it was a female uh, uh, Twitter account um, had replied. You know, I love Hillary. She's absolutely the most qualified, undoubtedly. Blah blah. You know, just you know, et cetera, et cetera accolade after accolade. But I don't want to see her run. You know, and you know, people think I that we'll, we will. End, you know, but people will think we'll end up in the same situation that we're in now. You know, with that case, you know, in, in that scenario, I will say this, though, I will say that, like I said, there's other people out there that I could see running against Hillary, not um, not just Sanders, of course, but uh, he will. And he's going to run, too. But um, I do see others out there. You won't see Beto's not running anyways, but like uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Senator Gill- uh, 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 Kristen Gillibrand. Neither of those would run, but I could see like uh, I could see a Sherrod Brown from Ohio running. I could see a Devell Patrick running. Um, I could see some of those, you know, running there. You know, as far as on on the, I just I think Hillary kind of canceled out any other woman running. So, I mean, I really do, and that's you know, take it for what it's worth. You know, I mean, it's for me that's sort of sad but it's just how it is i mean it's clinton it's the clinton power i mean you know it's 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 what it is what it is and people are not you know women and and men up and coming in the party tara are not don't don't want to get um you know that that i bash hillary tag you know on them so no you don't want that because it's that's going to be a bad look for anybody who does that um 
especially if it's within our own party and especially if it's a man after what happened in 2016. Um, as someone who loves Hillary and has loved her for so very long, um, you know, I went to see her last year when she was here on book tour and uh, listened to her in conversation with uh, the amazing writer, Jennifer Weiner. And one of the questions Jennifer asked her was, will you run in 2020? And Hillary was just like, oh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I can go through that again. I'm not sure I want to put the country through that again. And that was her narrative last year. Um, but also I think there was a subtext to that, which was, let's just wait and see what, what happens and how badly things go and how much worse things get because maybe only one person can beat this guy. I don't, you know, I don't know. But then again, can yeah. anybody beat him if he still has all of the help from daddy Vlad behind him? And then the other well, question I don't, is, you I know, don't like how do you don't, I mean, as some is going to be a concern, the Russia, China, North Korea involvement in our elections is always going to be a concern. I think we'll be much more ready, much more prepared for it come 2020. Um, hey, let's take a quick break, Kara. Um, we have uh, our guest today. Um, she, uh, on the last minute, I asked her if she could join us uh, for a little bit today, and she is certainly going to do that. Elena Christopoulos will join us uh, after the break, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, – the uh, new, uh, the Green New Party, or the Green, I, I keep saying that, I did it on the Twitter. Green New Deal. Green New Deal. Yeah, I'm not talking about the damn Green Party. <laughs> green Party deal, and uh, a little bit else, what's going on in politics. She'll give us an update, what's going on in California with the fires, uh, the air quality, and those sorts of things. Uh, all that right after this quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Taylor Terror Radio, TaylorTerrorRadio.com, live Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here. Um, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Taylor. You can follow my partner and my friend on Twitter at Tara Dublin Rocks, and we encourage everyone to follow the show account on Twitter, Taylor Terror Radio. You can direct your questions and your comments over there. If you'd like to go check out um, the blank page. <laughs> oh, it's not blank. I mean, we have our hit, the hitters up there over uh, the Maven, where, where we're going to be. And we'll we'll be a, doing an official launch, and we'll me and Tara will obviously let y'all know when we do the official launch. It's the maven.net backslash Taylor Terror Radio. Right back after this quick break. Don't go anywhere. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home. We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh, I can't take my eyes off of it. Moving so phenomenally.
I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body. When it drops, ooh, I can't take my eyes off of it. Moving so phenomenally. Come on, like the way we rock it. So don't stop, stop, stop. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in and listening to Taylor Terror Radio, taylorterrorradio.com. Um, if you missed any of the show today or you want to go back and listen to any of our previous episodes, our archive shows, you can do so. Um, just go to Google and type in Taylor Terror Radio. It's going to pull up all of your favorite podcast listening platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, even YouTube, um, all the all the podcasts are directly uploaded to my channel over on YouTube. Um, if I don't know, that's not really I don't think the best sound quality for listening to a podcast, <laughs> but they are over there. But um, yeah, anywhere you want, even on uh, Amazon Alexa now, you can uh, you can go to Alexa and say I would like to listen to Taylor. Tara Radio and Alexa will pull that up for you. That's that's pretty that's pretty neat, Tara. I did that the other it night is. just to check it. It is. I I, yeah. I don't have that uh, technology in my home, but if you do, I, I think it's really cool. You know what I would love is for somebody to like send us a, a little video of themselves asking Alexa to play us. Just I'd like to see that. Yeah, because I don't have an Alexa. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I did it. Technology is. Yeah, unique. I did it the other night. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, um, all right, yes, um, the phone number three two three eight seven zero three four nine nine. The chat room is open. Next week, um, holiday week, uh, Thanksgiving upon us, and um, we are going to be taking off Friday. But the show will still be here. Um, there's going to be a best of compilation put together. So um, you might get a little. Uh, you might get a little Pelosi in there. You might get a little Senator Ron Wyden. You might get a little bit of Danny Zucker. You might get a little bit of Philippe, uh, Philippe Reigns. You might get a little Adam Parker Minko. You might get a little bit of everything, Tara. Wow. Who knows what you might get? I know what yeah, we won't get, so just, but we won't say it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, joining us today, um, all the way from Smoky, California, Elena Christophilus, how are you today? Thanks for calling in and, and joining us. Um, are you, I mean, how, give us an update. Well, are the fires are still burning and it's, and how's the air quality out there? Yeah, I almost think, yeah. uh, well, happy Friday to you both. I almost think that there should be a, a person who's just constantly studying the fires. But, um, you know, the fires in the Bay Area, I don't know how much press that's getting outside of California, et cetera. Uh, but it's, you know, uh, it's horrible. Um, and, you know, there's, I think the death toll is 600, but I know it's a lot more than that. Um, there are people who are missing. There are people who are homeless, there are millions, millions in the state who are just simply can't breathe, and they are choking on this 
the air quality, which has been horrible throughout the state. So, you know, it just continues. And I think it's also the stress for a lot of families and people who are, what's, when's it going to happen? What's, what to do next, where to travel next and how to go on your daily, you know, do your daily thing with uh, this. It's quite stressful to be honest. So I, I, I don't know. I know it's the Bay Area is suffering quite a lot right now. And, uh, yeah, I don't see an end in sight, which is the scary thing about all this. So, so on good news I, I on Friday, the, but that's, yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I've seen the pictures of, of the Walmart parking lots <clears throat> filled mm-hmm. up with, with people, you know, camping out that, you know, have lost their homes or have nowhere to go or, I, I suppose can't afford a you know uh, uh, a motel or a hotel. Um, I have a number of friends that reach out to me from California. Um, I know one of uh, my friend. I don't know what what was it. Um, um, she was in a hotel for about a week, but they were given the all clear um, to go back. Um, but I, I would imagine that the air quality is still just horribly poor. Um, I got a kid down yeah. there, you know, and uh, he's, he's yeah. basically walking from dorm to building back to dorm and with his like shirt over his face because the air quality 40 miles east of Los Angeles is still pretty bad. Yeah, there's, and there was a fire this week over, yeah, where your son is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 people are headed back because, you know, to and a lot of people are headed back to what may or may not have been their house, their houses or homes. You know, uh, it's still Airbnb is until the end of the month, I believe. It probably might go on longer. If people have been impacted by the fires, uh, they will put you up. So if that means, you know, if, if your house is still standing or your residence is standing, there's still places you can escape uh, to, just because it's needed. So I, I really think... Uh, excuse me, a lot of people are stressed and I, you know, there's, then there was the story about the fire, the private firefighters, which I understand for insurance purposes, which makes sense, but there's a lot of chaos and with um, not a, a true leader in, um, in Washington, it's, it's difficult. You know, this is the climate, this is going to keep continuing. This, this type of, these types of fires will get harsher. They will uh, impact more and more people. And, um, you know, we just didn't have enough funds either. The state of California didn't have enough money. Uh, so I know a lot of firefighters are exhausted and they, they really have been doing above and beyond their work. So they've been doing a fantastic job. Yeah. I mean, always hats off to, to all of our you know, first responders, they, they do an incredible job and in putting their lives on the line. Um, Elena, let me ask you, uh, I wanted to ask you uh, about, um, <clears throat> not specifically, but to um, the uh, Green New Deal um, that kind of came out uh, a, a lot this week from um, Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez's um, a protest in front of Pelosi's office um, <clears throat> on the Green New Deal. Can do you, can you kind of explain that? I mean, there's a lot of people that don't know what the hell that is. And um, 
sure, can you kind of explain sure. to some of our listeners exactly what that is and and, and why it's so important and, and why somebody like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is, you know, is pushing that uh, as, as hard as she is? Sure, sure. So it's something that she did run on, right? It's something that she she ran on getting into office, and that's um, uh, the group, the Sunrise Movement. Uh, they're the ones who had the protest in Nancy Pelosi's office, and they're uh, they're a great group. They're a great action group. They're young kids, and um, the idea of, I mean, the Green New Deal is not really a new deal, right? I mean, if we want it could be called the Green New New Deal, but it's really any stimulus package that is to address both financial crisis and environmental issues, such as climate change. So it's been around, the term has been around since FDR, and that started back in the Great Depression. So I don't know if you all talked about that, where that name came from. So that was where it started. And the idea is right now what the Green New New Deal or the Green New Deal is that uh, to get us onto 100% renewables and to do, it's not extravagant things, but within we've got 12-year time span now to actually get, and that means uh, we've got either green jobs, right? We need, uh, well, it's a couple of things. So it's a couple, it's really, if you look at three things working together. So it's one, it's, it's overall it's fixing climate and the economy, right? So we're looking at environmental policy, connected with uh, green jobs, connected with equity and justice. So if we have, if you to draw, uh, have those three items together and connected, that's really what it looks like and where that is. So that means putting more funds into places where, for equity and just, injustice rather, uh, where they're hit harder for climate change. Uh, and a stimulus package to put more uh, money into uh green renewable jobs, so whether that be in solar panels, whether it be as a wind technician, um, jobs that will help the environment. And overall, all of this is coming from strong environmental policy. Uh, I was looking at a uh, a tweet and um, a tweet that you sent me from uh, Matt Horn, and uh, he was laying out some of Spain's uh, new uh, – or Spain's draft climate laws. Those are exciting those those
from the fossil fuel industry and all of the other industries that are damaging our environment? Do you think that there's going to be pushback from them? Or do you think that the Republicans are going to be able to finally realize that there is such a thing as climate change and that they are also equally responsible to help put better climate change initiatives into, uh, you know, into law? How do you make the GOP well, listen to us? That's, you know, well, it's all, you know, that's the reason why the Sunrise Movement, I mean, these are kids, right? They're, the average age is 18, 17, 18, 19, that demonstrated, right? Um, it's not just, you know, we, we can only control what we can control. And, you know, this is, again, climate change is not a left issue. It's a right issue. It's a human rights issue. It's everyone's issue, mm-hmm. right? So um, the one thing that uh, Alexandria and some other of the new faces in Congress, uh, they signed on to not taking a dime from the fossil fuel industry, right? So if we have more folks that actually do that, believe that, I mean, there's, there's still a very small amount of the new faces in Congress, but they are there and they're not giving up. Um, and so the idea of besides Alexandria, we have Ro Khanna, we have others who are, uh, not taking, well, Ro doesn't even take PAC money, so that's a whole other level. But, you know, he's not taking a dime from the fossil fuel industry. So, and a lot of these folks are called climate hawks. So it, we can get people on both sides of the aisle not taking fossil fuel money, then we can really start to change things. Um, and that's, you know, if you watch, I, I am a fan of Alexandria. I, I believe I stand with what she believes for in for. I, I think her, she's got a wonderful team. Um, she behind her and she hasn't, uh, she's not stopping until uh, this happens. And I, you know, she ran on a great policy and this is what that she wants the majority of other, her and other uh, new faces in office, but they all want them to start, you know, the usual, which is Medicare for all free college, uh, banning private prisons, taxing Wall Street, and stopping new fossil fuel pro- projects. <coughs> Excuse me. So that's what she ran on, and that's what she wants to continue on. You know. So, well, it's we need stronger leadership. Um, whoever becomes the speaker, you know, um, I'm. I know Barbara is Barbara Lee is going for the chair. Um, we need bold vision from that role, and we need because a lot of the Dems still take fossil fuel money and we need to stop doing that too. And in terms of the Republicans, there's a lot of independents who, you know, there's the mayor of San Diego who believes in climate change and will fight for it. So there are people who are on the other side who believe in climate change. Uh, Do we have enough votes to get this passed? Um, We have to keep trying because we really have a small window you know, um, if you ask Thomas Friedman, he would probably say we're over, but we've got 12 years to really do something, get something not only drafted, but implemented in 12 years. Yeah. Um, if you look at that article there um, and it's the headline of that, that article from uh, Matt Horn that he tweeted out um, from it's on uh, www.pv-magazine.com. <clears throat> um, uh, Spain wants 100% renewable electricity by 2050 as a part of climate change strategy. Boy, that's a big goal, isn't it, Elena? 
it's it's a big goal, but it's not something that you know we all need to be looking towards that you know we all need we all need to be transitioning we all need to one hundred percent renewable energy i mean we've got the grids we've got we've got to lower greenhouse gas emissions we've we can install uh solar and others with subsidies or not without subsidies we need to stop fracking uh, there's for frack sakes, I mean, there's so much we can do. So we, this has always been here, you know. So this is, it goes back to, I think, something that uh, you folks have talked about. Again, you know, there's telltale signs of we're, we're going to be heading into another recession, right? And it's the government putting money into a stimulus package into green jobs and green policies and for us to get there. So... Um, I don't know if that's been discussed or talked about, but uh, that was the purpose of the first Green New Deal by FDR um, back in the 30s. So we're we're getting close to that again. Um, okay, um, we're uh, we're going to be uh, wrapping up the show just a couple minutes early today. Uh, Elena Christopoulos, I'd like to thank you for joining us, taking the time out today. I know you're busy. And um, uh, I uh, and I, uh, I I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And um, thank you so much, Elena, for being such a good friend to the show. And please stay safe out there in Southern California. Take care of yourself. Get some sleep, woman. <laughs> we'll do. Yeah. We'll do. Thank you very much to you hmm. both. Much appreciated. Thank All you. Right. We'll talk to you soon, Machiro. Thank yeah, you. Bye, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Okay, we're going to wrap this up today. Um, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to TaylorTerrorRadio.com. If you missed any of the show today, you can uh, catch it here in about 15 minutes uh, right here on TaylorTerrorRadio.com. Download it or listening. Um, <clears throat> or you can catch it on any of your favorite podcast listening platforms, Spotify, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or all across the board. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, please do so at Taylor, And you can follow Tara on Twitter at Tara Dublin Rocks. And the show account on Twitter is Taylor Tara Radio. Um, it's that easy. And if you'd like to follow Elena Christopoulos on Twitter, we encourage you to do so. You can follow Elena at Elena C-H, E-L-E-N-A-C-H on twitter all right tara um i hope you get to feeling better my my tummy is not a happy tommy so i'm gonna be laying low most of this day and practicing a lot of self-care i am everybody out there do something for yourself today tomorrow sunday every day that is healing for you whatever that might mean uh take a break from your screens read a book get a manicure get a massage, do something that feels good. Self-care is more important than ever. Take care of yourselves. We care very much about our listeners. Yes, absolutely. And listen, if you're, there's a story going out around out there about, you know, every turkey being con- contaminated with salmonella. I think that's a <sighs> vegan planted story. <laughs> Crying out loud. <laughs> No, not all turkeys are contaminated with salmonella, for God's sakes. <laughs> Jesus, people, people will just find fucking believe anything. I just swear to God. 
<laughs> All right, everyone, have a wonderful weekend. We'll see everybody back here on Monday. Tara, our special guest is Paul Myers, and he has the new book out, so he will uh, be joining us Monday. That'll be awesome. The book is about the kids in the hall. So if you are a fan of the kids in the hall, you're going to want to listen in on Monday. We're going to have a very lively conversation. Absolutely. All right, everyone, have a great weekend. We'll see everybody uh, bright and early Monday. Enjoy your weekend. If you're traveling, uh, be safe, be aware, keep your eyes open. If you see something, say something. Until then, everyone, uh, safe travels. Let me know.